Welcome, Aqualads, to the cold, unknown depths of the ocean. Welcome, Aqualasses, to the hidden crevice known only as the Aqua Cave. And welcome, everyone, to Concrete Man in your house, the Lumberjacks. Oh, Vince, I gotta tell you, man, I'm loving that you have all this free time to come in and do the introduction for Concrete Man in your house. Oh, wait. Uh, did I say that, or did Vince say that? You'll never know, but my name is Johnny C, and what we do on Concrete Man is, well, we relive the in-your-house pay-per-views, and we just make note of all the times that somebody ridiculously uses the phrase, in your house, but we have a lot of fun along the way, uh, kind of briefly talk about what happens on the pay-per-view, if it's ridiculous and fun, and it's just a quick listen for you to kill some time, that's what it's here for. Uh, it's just my little treat to you here in the Aqua Cave, and I gotta admit, I have a lot of fun uh, knowing that someday I can go back and listen to this litty living audio document, as we lovingly call it. But as Vince told us, folks, to every great film or event, or mediocre film or event these days, there must be a sequel. And so the tradition of In Your House lives on with In Your House the Lumberjacks coming to us live from Tennessee. And if you didn't know that before, they will make it painfully obvious. Just a reminder, stick around for the ending because we're going to give out, we going to give out, I guess I'm in Tennessee too, we're going to give out our Concrete Man Awards, the AEIOUs, the most tremendous, stupendous award in in your house-based podcast entertainment, the most amazing, embarrassing, insane, outrageous, and unbelievable quotes of the evening. So as I mentioned, it's the Lumberjacks, and of course that means we open with the country music variant of the In Your House theme. Double J's gonna be with his baby tonight. Here it come in the house. Oh yeah, in your house tonight. Now I'm normally not in favor of law breaking, but I do want to start tracking the heinous crimes that are perpetrated by the In Your House logo. If you're not familiar with the In Your House logo, He's a cheeky little bastard that shows up at the beginning of a lot of in-your-house pay-per-views. And even though, by looking at him, you might think he doesn't need to get into a house because he is indeed a house, he tends to break in your house at the start of each pay-per-view. This go-around, he enters illegally by lifting the window from the outside. It's not breaking and entering, but it's got to be trespassing at a minimum. And folks, here we go. Nashville, Tennessee, Music City, USA, home of the Grand Ole Opry, a city where stars are bored, a city where platinum and gold lines the hallowed halls of its famed recording studio, like stars in the summer night sky, and it's a city of dreams, dreams of superstardom that can raise the human spirit or ultimately crush a man's soul. Tonight, Double J Jeff Jarrett returns, knocking on the door of superstardom, here in Nashville, in your house! Vince, how did you do that in real life? I almost had an aneurysm. You know, when oxygen doesn't get to your brain? Fuck me, sideways. I almost passed out doing that one. Those are, of course, the opening lines of the pay-per-view, and perhaps uh, what I like to call Vince McMahon's version of the Queen Mab speech. from You know, from Romeo and Juliet. Ah, I see Jeff Jarrett. He brings dreams to thee in the hallowed halls like stars. They shatter and crack. Ah. Aaron George, legendary podcast journalist, is not here, but I hope that reference makes him proud. Of course, 
the king and Vince are on the call this evening, and they've got cowboy looks, as is to be expected. No hat for Vince, though. The king has one, because, you know, on events like this, that's his crown. They claim tonight is the first ever Lumberjack match on pay-per-view, just like with last uh, the last episode where they claimed it was the first ever handicap match on pay-per-view. Folks, I'm not looking it up. Uh, but they are running out of firsts, so somebody better make up a triple header match before the next in your house. Here comes the one, two, three, Kidster. Ah, oh, that's right. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Back and ready for action here in your house. And boy, you know what that means. That is Vince regarding the inspiring return of the one, two, three, Kid. I hope that you're home when he returns to action in your house. Otherwise, that's another crime to add to the list. Uh, it is indeed the one, two, three kid one-on-one with the roadie. We're not really here to talk about matches, but the kid attacks roadie in the aisle and the match starts proper. Um, there's a great botch as the one, two, three kid rolls forward while the roadie leapfrogs and the kid's foot hits road dog right in the dick. I bet they had a laugh about that one backstage in 99 when they were getting high, which is fine. I don't care. All right, as long as it was marijuana, because that's, you know, the, the, the least egregious of the getting high sins. And it was all like, hey, Pac, you remember when you hit me in the D to the I to the C to the K at the I to the Y to the H to the 2? And Xbox just like, Brian, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um... The kid's patented kicks in the corner. You know, the kick, kick, spin, kick, jump gets what a maneuver. You couldn't even call kick. <laughs> Anywho, Double J has butterflies tonight, but unquestionably, the one, two, three kid has none. He, he said unquestionably, so I had to get that in there. A furniture alert. If you're not familiar with the furniture concept, that's when we make reference to the fact uh, when somebody uh, talks about something that's house-related without using the full in-your-house phrase. The one, two, three, kid! Started like a house of fire! House of fire, that is. Uh, the roadie misses a big move off the top rope. Now the momentum can shift back the other way! The one, two, three, kid! Wrestling in your house! On pay-per-view, his first appearance since the Royal Rumble. Couple things here. Vince proves the thesis of the show by saying the Royal Rumble. Okay. Now, if he said the, the one, two, three kid wrestling at In Your House on pay-per-view, that would be okay as well. But the kid allegedly is wrestling in our house. And again, I just hope you're present. The match ends with the roadie hitting a ridiculously dangerous-looking second rope pile driver. It is no wonder that Sean Waltman has so many neck problems to this day. Jesus, it looked unsafe. The roadie wins. Vince calls it unbelievable. Uh, let's go back and take a look in your house, for sure. That is Vince McMahon queuing up the replay of the finish. So he's essentially telling us that he's going to go back in your house and get a good look, Costanza, whenever he wants. I hope everybody's getting dressed behind locked doors, folks. Because Vince, uh, you know where he's coming. <laughs> Don't make me repeat it. Uh, the replay gets unbelievable and Wow. Rody heads to the stage for a mic check, because tonight, Double J is going to be performing. He gets on the stick and goes, one, two, one, two. It's a missed opportunity for him to yell, sibilance. And if you don't get that reference, I'm sorry. Uh, backstage, Todd interviews the Main Dollar Corporation. It's Ted DiBiase, IRS. Uh, according to my notes, Bunt, which I guess is an accurate way to describe King Kong Bunty. Uh, Mama, according to my notes, I guess that's comma. Tatanka and Sid. Todd's mullet is gone. I weep. 
DiBiase on the stick, and he just, you know, gets in on the fun as well. Diesel, tonight, it's in your house, but step outside the ring, you're in his house. Ted DiBiase inferring the ring is in Detroit, and the ringside area is in West Memphis, Arkansas, allegedly. Todd makes a big mistake by allowing Tatanka to speak. I won't repeat it. Sid then gets in on the house party. See the word destiny. No, it's the word extinction. That's what happens to you tonight, Big Daddy. For you are in my asylum, in your house, because you now have to meet the master, the ruler of the world. That is Psycho Sid. I was just taking the note because he called him Big Daddy, but then he said, in your house. (laughs) And it's brand synergy, folks. That's what I'm here for. Todd pitches to the mayor of Merchandiseville, Barry Dadinsky. Barry is in the babyface slash jobber lumberjack locker room. It's uh, Diesel, HBK, Bam Bam Bigelow, the Smoking Guns, M-A-D, Fatu. Make it a difference, Fatu, is what that means. Adam Bomb, etc., etc. HBK punches Barry, who has just tried to promote the shirt that he's wearing. He calls it the event shirt. It's a picture of Sid and Diesel, and it's got the In Your House logo. I'd wear it, though. It's 16 bucks plus $3.95 shipping and handling. Genius foresight here on behalf of the World Wrestling Federation. They've made sure to make it only available in sizes large, extra large, and extra, extra large. As this poor man is just trying to finish his job, he's assaulted by two chaps, one with a strap. And it's HBK and Diesel, as I'm sure you can imagine, and they kind of make fun of him. They say his hair looks like a rug, whatever. Uh, Barry Dadinsky throws back to Vince, and Vince lets us know, Oh yeah, indeed, we're having a grand old time in your house, ladies and gentlemen, tonight indeed. Uh, Here comes the notorious K-I-N-G, King Mabel, and with him as always, Sir Moe. They're in a tag team match tonight. They're on some sort of mission. Their opponents, you might wonder, well... I'll let Vince tell you what's on the agenda. Come on, here we go. The bad guy, Razor Ramon, on his way, and his partner, Savio, Savio Vega, teaming up for the very first time in your house. So, he's just let us know that he's having a grand old party in our house. And then with this second statement, it's got to be some kind of record with the in-your-house references back-to-back. He let, He's booking a match in our house, and we're not even there. The nerve of this guy... Now, I imagine uh, this next comment is probably informed by the fact that uh, Vince thinks that Savio and Razor are from the streets. Uh, But Vince calls Savio and Razor brothers. Okay. Razor Ramon tonight is cosplaying as Diamond Dallas Page with rib taped. Uh, Ribs taped up. You know, he's got like something around that. And uh, I spoke too soon, though, because Razor Ramon takes off his, what is now revealed as like a wrap around his ribs, and he tosses it right at your grace. And we get, oh my god, look at that! There's nothing wrong with his ribs! Razor just threw that wrap right into the kisser, right into the face of Mabel. And the bad guy is really going to let it fly here, I predict tonight, in your house! Uh, folks, I'm starting to think that Vince is finding his groove here in the sequel, as many characters do. Uh, my dreams have come true, though, folks, because the match starts, and Savio Vega, the Caribbean legend himself, master of the strap match, is in the ring with Sir Mo, and Vince McMahon delivers the most complete Vince McMahon sentence in history. With a tear in my eye, <laughs> I bring it to you. Savio! Hammering away, breaks the hold. Savio! With a chop. Savio! 
firing up unquestionably here tonight in your house. Close line and down goes Mo. <laughs> Three Savios and unquestionably and an in your house. I can die happy. Uh, the match is fine. Mabel, I will say, is working hard. Good for you, Mabel. I mean, I really mean that. He's miles above Sir Mo. So much that it earns a special mention from the chairman himself. Mabel, really cranking it up a notch here, too, for sure. In your house tonight. <laughs> Jerry Lawler then uses the phrase correctly when he says, Men on a mission. Uh, no, nah, I can't do it good, Jerry Lawler. He says, like, men on a mission are looking to make an impression here at. Here at. In your house. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, later. Sir Mo goes up top and attempts a moonsault, but I'm going to call it a Sir Mo salt from now on. Lawler yells, Don't do that! No Mo! As opposed to, Don't do that no more. Razor then does the flare top rope toss to Mabel later in the contest. Like, Mabel goes up top, which, my God, and Razor, you know, throws him off like he's Ric Flair. I mean, look, I'm not standing here and this is not the show for it, so I'll make it quick, that Mabel is like the right guy to win the King of the Ring and be a contender. But Mabel, the, the man, he worked hard knowing that he was going to get this push. All right? He did things in there a guy his size shouldn't be able to do, and I commend him for that, and I want to rewrite that history. Uh, Mabel then wins by pinning Razor Ramon with a belly-to-belly. Not a bad uh, notch to have under your belt. And my God, it's time for some music. Todd Pettengale is with the band now. And you know what? I finally figured out what Todd Pettengale reminds me of. Because he's talking to the band. He talks to Big Al on guitar. He's like, Big Al, you ready? Big Al, are you ready? And Big Al's like, yep, I'm ready. But Todd keeps trying to get the drummer to do, like, a drum solo type thing. Like, give me one of those, and the guy, the drums, is like, but Todd, he does so many of them. So, Back to my thesis, Todd Pettengale is the annoying guy that gets hired to host your company's like two-day retreat, where most of it you're going to be in meetings, but for like the beginning and lunchtime and the end, you have to listen to this fucking wacky guy talk. That is Todd Pettengale in a nutshell. Now, Doc Hendricks, that is, is in the back with the baby-faced lumberjacks here to spread some egregious rumors. He's being told that one of them has apparently sold out to the Million Dollar Corporation. And he questions Bam Bam Bigelow, the Smoking Guns, Man Mountain Rock, for Christ's sakes, and Adam Baum. I can indeed confirm none of these guys on camera have sold out. They've never sold out an arena in their lives. <laughs> but these guys, I can't fucking even. I will admit, because Doc goes to them one by one and they all make ridiculous statements, this, this segment is kind of so bad, it's good. It's bonkers even when you consider the fact that Man Mountain Rock and Adam Bomb both talk. Adam Bomb's like, DiBiase tried to buy the Palm Squad. Palm Squad's not for sale. It fucking probably should have been. Uh, Man Mountain Rock says that DiBiase is dirty money. Even though he needs a new guitar, he'd never sell out. Uh, these guys and Doc are all, like, getting hyped up. Like, I didn't sell it. I didn't sell it. But, whoa, Doc's like, nobody's sold out here, Vince. Whoa, things are getting crazy. Let's get back to you. Oh, it's crazy, all right. No question about it. Uh, what are we going to see in the Lumberjack match? Will we have a new World Wrestling Federation champion? A lot of firsts here tonight in your house. Here comes, as I mentioned, the musical performance. Vince throws to the roadie so he can make intros by saying, Go ahead, road dog. Which was like, what? Hello, folks. Double J here. <laughs> Plenty of annoying fake laughs in this segment. 
The double J band starts playing Jeff Jarrett's intro, the... Well, Double J is giving his little speech about he's the greatest. But they play it low, and it's kind of like a funky live version of a song, like when you see a band in person. Now, I will freely admit, I am one of those douchebags that has been to a few Dave Matthews Band concerts. But the band here was giving me some serious Dave Matthews Band, like, warming up vibes. Maybe it was an acid flashback or something. I don't know. But I heard the song as... Well, did you know how my baby hurt? She got me wrapped up tight as can be. Journey through heaven and hell just to see. I can't wait to be alone tonight. Baby Double J, can you help me be free? Woo! Thank you, thank you very much. Lippity boo, chick cha. Yeah! I don't know why Dave Matthews Live sounds like Adam Sandler on Saturday Night Live, but they, they just fucking do. Um. And I think I'm stealing that from somebody, that comparison, but I made up that song myself, so you're welcome. Uh, Jeff Jarrett indeed calls Rody Road Dog as well, and here we go! He does his catchphrase again to stall for some time to make sure that uh, the Road Dog is ready to sing. Uh, well, uh, he can sing and he can spell, Vince McMahon lets us know. Furniture alert! Right before Double J starts singing and the music is getting getting ready to go. All right, here we go. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, can he pull it off and bring the house down? He doesn't say in your house down, but it is house. Uh, spend my day, you know, it happens. Another furniture alert. The lyrics of the song mention doors. During a guitar solo, Vince on the call. All right, Big Al on the guitar. You know how hard it was to get my phone to allow me to spell guitar? Another furniture alert. The song lyrics mention curtains. The song crescendos. Oh, we be rockin'! And then the song ends. The best part of this entire thing is that Vince McMahon talks shit about Jeff Jarrett and his singing ability quite a bit. But at the end, he makes sure to let us know, uh, uh, fans, uh, the song will be available tomorrow. Tomorrow, our cassettes everywhere. Oh, Vince, you greedy bastard. We are then treated to a commercial for SummerSlam 1995, where some old people are watching TV, and they become young again when they see the World Wrestling Federation is on their TV. Suddenly, a gas-guzzling Hummer shows up. The window rolls down, uh, and the old lady who was watching TV is now a sexy lady. And the most appropriate moment of Kevin Nash on World Wrestling Federation television history occurs. Because he's the guy that rolled down the window. And he says to the old sexy lady, Hey, you want to go to SummerSlam? And she does. We learn at the end that her name was Martha. And the old men are like, Hey, where's Martha? Back into the arena now, Vince lets us know, Oh yeah! Where is Martha? Well, she's headed to Pittsburgh for SummerSlam. Now, let's go talk to Todd. Todd Pettengale is in the crowd with some fans. He says the World Wrestling Federation fans are the best fans in the world. Oh, no, wait. He doesn't say World Wrestling Federation. He says the World Wrestling fans. Yay, Todd. Uh, The man that Todd has chosen to interview, folks, he is the living embodiment of 1995. He's wearing a Florida Panthers hockey team hat, and a Tampa Bay Devil Rays baseball team t-shirt. Both teams, I believe, were expansion teams in like 93 and 94, so I think he's probably obviously from Florida, 
And I guess he's just a huge fan of mid-90s expansion teams in every sport. Todd asks, how is Double J uh, performing tonight? A Florida man says, he's okay. Another gentleman says, he was killer. And finally, a third gentleman says, he stinks. An older gal says, he was good. And then a kidster says, he was pretty good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, big big hog farmer coming down the aisle. It is indeed Henry Godwin, Hank, if you will, from Bitters, Arkansas. His opponent is Triple B of the Jersey Triad, Lord Bam Bam Bigelow. During Bam Bam's pyro, we get, oh yeah, it's hot, it's blazing hot in your house. If that is indeed the case, folks, you better call someone to get in there and fix it, because the summer months are hot. So this match exists. It's not awful, but, you know, whatever. It does have a really weird ending where Henry Godwin comes off the top rope and goes for a like a big knee. But Bam Bam rolls out of the way and Hank hits his knee and is like, oh, my knee, it really hurts. And he rolls over on his back and Bammer just covers him for the one, two, three. I don't, I don't really understand. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Todd's in the back and he interviews the Heartbreak Kid. And HBK is like, well, yesterday was my birthday, and nobody called me. But I'm still going to win the Intercontinental title by kicking somebody's teeth right down their throat. Furniture alert as the king asked Vince if he's ever been to Shawn Michaels' house. Vince says, no, I have not. I don't believe that for a second. The king says that HBK's phone doesn't ring. It claps. Well, maybe it should, replies Vince. He'll just defend him to the ends of the earth. The roadie comes out and introduces Double J. The heartbreak kid comes out, and folks, Vince McMahon blows a verbal load on the microphone. He says that Shawn Michaels looks hot tonight. However, I'm blown away. He makes it through an entire HBK entrance without yelling in your house, but somehow he does. The restraint, Vince, I credit you. The match is then underway. Famously, folks, this is the Intercontinental Championship match between HBK and Jeff Jarrett. It's rated pretty high, usually here around like four stars. Halfway through the match, and I have some items to report. Number one, this match, I don't think I like it as much as everyone else. Number two, it feels very much like an overacted theme park performance, especially in the first like 60%. I don't really know any other way to describe it. Uh, number three, at one point, Vince McMahon's microphone stops working, and the king has to call it solo. I find it fitting that, you know, they're never like, all right, Vince McMahon's microphone is back. It's just the king is commentating all alone, and then suddenly we hear a voice, yeah, what a maneuver, which lets us know that Vince is back. After an HBK kick, Vince says, Double J, looking up at the official, as if to say, what is going on? That's after HBK kicks out, by the way, I should mention. Uh, which I only mentioned because it reminded me of the Joe Schmo show, where Joe Schmo's like, what is going on? And it's about 75% into the match now, and no one's yelled in your house. And when you consider the fact that Shawn Michaels has been flying around and bumping around like a pinball, again, the restraint on Vince is to be commended. I will say at one point, Shawn Michaels looks like an absolute boss when he does his flying forearm nip-up spot. You know the one. It's part of his five moves of doom. 
So at this point, though, it looks like Sean wasn't doing a full flying forearm. It was more of a clothesline because I guess Jose Lothario hadn't taught him that lucha style yet. But after the clothesline, Sean rolls right through the landing and goes right into his nip up. Like his shoulders barely touch the mat. It's truly an amazing feat of athleticism. And I mean that. It blew me the fuck away. And right after that, something else blew me away. Double J gets whipped into the turnbuckle. And then the spot calls for him to come back out of the turnbuckle so he can get hit by Shawn Michaels. But he kind of scurries out like an old lady. Like he takes six really quick, tidy steps. It was just weird. I'm sorry. It stood out to me like a sore thumb. Finally, towards the finish of the match, Vince breaks the seal. Double J Jeff Jarrett Shawn Michaels with a matchup, ladies and gentlemen, what you could expect in your house. And yes, that doesn't make any sense, but it's verbatim. We get to the ending and the roadie trips up Double J on accident. Sweet chin music and Vince on the call. One, two, yes, 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 yes. I, yep, I counted four yeses. He's orgasming. HBK with his third IC title. Clearly, Vince is excited, and now that the match is over, he can let loose. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, told the roadie to hook the ankle. And when it was reversed, the roadie hooked Double J's ankle. What poetic justice here in your house? After dancing around, Shawn Michaels holds up the title belt. There you go, in your house. <laughs> All right. We see a replay of the roadie's mistake. There's trouble here in paradise, and there's trouble here in your house. What? Well, somebody call the cops then if there's trouble in my house. That's about three in your houses in under three minutes. Some sort of land speed record. Making up for lost time, of course. Backstage, Barry Dodinsky tries to make a quick buck by selling HBK merchandise as the baby faces celebrate when Shawn Michaels arrives in the locker room. Sean gets on the mic and bitches at all the people that didn't call him on his birthday. He says, all I need are my good time boys. Those boys being Razor and Diesel, uh, the real ones. So folks, big question of the night, who didn't call Shawn Michaels on his birthday? Because clearly this isn't just something he said to be silly face HBK in the first interview. Like somebody in the wrestling business didn't call Shawn Michaels on his birthday and he's all pissed off about it. We leave Sean, though, and go back into the arena. We're with Vince and Jerry, and Vince is like, Oh, wait, we got to get to Doc Hendricks. Doc, you've got some breaking news. Docs, what's going on? And that breaking news is indeed Doc Hendricks in front of a door, giving us a preview of his upcoming one-man show, Exasperated Entertainment News. Because, folks, originally, it's my understanding that Doc Hendricks was supposed to be privy to a locker room altercation between the road dog and Double J, Jeff Jarrett. But of course, famously, as soon as the Intercontinental Championship match is over, they went to go hang out in a hot tub together, which I'm sure you can hear Bruce Pritchard talk all about. And that's totally fine. Got no problem with that. But Doc has to basically explain to us something that didn't happen that should have happened. And he's all like, Oh my God, bitch, you're not going to believe it. Road Dog pushed Double J and Double J pushed Road Dog. I can't believe it. Oh my God, I've seen things I'm never supposed to see. I think I'm going to lose my mind. Oh my God. Uh, uh, Like, you have to see it to believe it. I'm not doing it justice. It's ridiculous. Tag team titles are up next. 
Furniture alert. Here we go. The Tag Team Championship. Home court grounds. What? <laughs> home court grounds? I, I can't even. Uh, and it gets even worse because Yoko and Owen make their entrance. They're done. Here come the Allied Powers. All right. The Allied Powers. Lex Luger and the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. They're walking down the aisle and they're they're like red rocket Yikes. Their their pyro missiles go off. Oh, the rockets, Red Glare, here, yes, Lord, the WWF in your house. Yeah. The king hypothesizes that the Allied powers will be at a disadvantage because of the problems that Britain has recently had. Uh, those problems include John Daly winning the British Open today, so doing the whole gotta-use-current-events thing, and he specifically mentions Hugh Grant. Now, this next one could go either way, but I'm leaning towards it doesn't count. The Spanish announce team randomly appear, that being uh, Carlos Carrera and Hugo Savinovich, appear on the screen, and Vince yells, In your house! In English and Spanish. So, he could be talking about the actual name of the show, or he could be indicating that someone in your house is bilingual. Um, so if he's doing a show, imagine it like this. Law and Order Special Victims Unit in English and Spanish. But you got to think that they would say available in English and Spanish. Or WrestleMania in Spanish and English. But you got to think again. It would be like, WrestleMania is available to all viewers in English and Spanish. So I'm going to go with bilingual. I will give Vince credit as the match begins because Lex Luger and Yokozuna start the match. And Vince recants to us the tale of what transpired two years ago on the USS Intrepid. Good for you, Vince. In the match, Lex Luger uh, hits Yokozuna, and Yokozuna falls. In a hilarious spot, Yokozuna falls on Owen Hart's foot, and Owen's like, Ow, my foot! Like Starscream when he shoots it off in the Transformers the movie, which you can hear all about in the latest episode of Top Man. But Jim Court, they get they sort of get into an argument with one another. Owen's like, You crushed my foot, Yokozuna! And Yokozuna's like, I don't speak English. Jim Cornette breaks up the fight, though, and uh, Yokozuna bows to Owen, and Owen's like, No! Come here, Yokozuna! You're like a big brother! And he gives him a big hug, and it's very sweet. Owen Hart then does battle with the British Bulldog in what I can only describe as they're breakdance fighting! Because they, they like, do flip counters, but at one point, British Bulldog is just breakdancing. He, like, goes to do the Owen Hart, like, flip on your head, but he can't quite pull it off, and he's just spinning on his ass like it's a breakdance fight. It's pretty amazing. Uh, interesting, also, during this bout, Vince is all like, Stay with us! Because the cable operators have been notified that, uh, you know, we might run a little long tonight. And then I look at the card, and I realize they did have some pretty high aspirations here. Tried to do six matches, a musical performance, and a lot of backstage shit as well. Like, lots of interviews and cutaways and merchandise shills. I don't know. Again, another furniture alert. Lawler calls the British Bulldog a two-legged flea farm. And a farm is indeed a form of a house. Anywho, the Hulk Hogan Buster leg drop gets the one, two, three. You would think a match with so much history baked into it would be better. That being Owen and Bulldog and Yoko and Luger. But whatever. It's fine. It's time, though, for the main event because here come the Jacks O'Lumber. We get a video on the history of Sid, HBK, and Diesel that's narrated by Todd Pittengale. 
Uh, he does say in your house, but he says Sid and Diesel did batter, battle at the first ever in your house. So that's the correct usage. Good for you, Toad. Another furniture alert. Uh, during the video, Todd indicates that Bam Bam Bigelow cleaned house at the key, at the uh, first, well when he rescued him at the first ever in your house, helping his friend Big Daddy Cool. Uh, the Jacks are here because during the King of the Ring match, the tag team match, Diesel tried to get Sid to come into the ring, and Diesel, or God, Diesel tried to get Sid to come into the ring, and Sid just bailed. Sorry, folks. Uh, Vince calls the Lumberjacks that are surrounding the ring, Beef. I think that's kind of rude and objectifying, Vince. And hey, Triple H is here. He's one of the heel Jacks. And I'm wondering to myself, is this the only time that every single click member appears on camera at the same time for one segment? Because the uh, the one, two, three kid, Michaels, Razor Ramon, and Triple H are all lumberjacks in this match, and Diesel, of course, is in it. But you know who else is a lumberjack? One of uh, the charter members of TNA's Next Generation stable, Eric Watts, because Techno Team 2000 are fucking lumberjacks here. Uh, Diesel gets an interview, and he re- he repeats verbatim his quote from the In Your House 1 opening video. He's like, Sid, in your house, Big Daddy Cool is in your face. Here comes Psycho Sid, and could it be that Sid will become the World Wrestling Federation Champion tonight in your house? Well, no, he's not going to, because if I saw Sid at my door, I wouldn't let him in my house. Here comes the Heartbreak Kid and Big Daddy Cool out together. Two dudes with attitudes. If only that were true. If only they let these guys act like 1997 DX here. And not be like, Hi, I'm Big Daddy Cool. Happy baby face. And I'm the heartbreak kid. Happy baby face. Oh well. Uh, they do slap fives with Razor Ramon and the one, two, three kid. Big Daddy Cool has come to Music City USA to end this thing once and for all in your house. Well, my house isn't in Music City USA, Vince. You fucking brick. I don't know why I got so angry there. Uh, great bit here, though, because the camera sort of pans around and gets a good view of the jacks as Diesel makes his entrance. And Triple H has his fingers in his ears so he doesn't have to hear Diesel's music. And I just think that's a good little character moment from Triple H. The match starts. Sid gets tossed out early on, and all the heel jacks console him. But the only reason I mentioned this is because as they're talking to him, he spends a few extra seconds getting consoled by Sir Moe. And that's just a fucking tandem I'd love to see interact on TV together. Just Sid and Sir Mo hanging out, having a bit of a convo. Uh, there is a fun spot where the bad lumberjacks attack Diesel, and the faces can't get to him because there's a lot of bad guy lumberjacks, and HBK just dives off of the ring mat to break up the pile. It's a good visual. Uh, speaking of good visuals, later on in the match, Diesel is dropping elbows on Sid. He drops like two of them. He goes to drop a third, but then he's all like, fuck it. And he just does a tope suicida right over the top rope onto all of the evil jacks who are there to catch him, but also, you know, take the dive. Okay, sure. Why not? Later on, uh, King Mabel gets the opportunity to beat up Diesel all alone to set up their SummerSlam match. And then Sid hits a powerbomb and could clearly get the 1-2-3, but instead of pinning him, he walks around and gives each individual heel lumberjack a high five. I don't understand it one bit. I guess the only thing that makes sense is that maybe, you know, Sid knew he was that Diesel was going to kick out, because that's what the script calls for, and he wanted to save the powerbomb. Um... All sorts of shenanigans that, you know, starts happening. Lumberjacks stand up, 
they get hit. They try to fight one another. Uh, Henry Godwin takes a hard hit, and Vince yells, Hogman, fly into the outside! And that sounds like a fun new podcast for the Aqua Cave. Hogman! Maybe we'll review every wrestling show that features a motorcycle? No, probably not. Diesel wins this thing with a big boot! Yay! So fucking dumb. Uh, and, and you know what? Jerry the King Lawler, uh, you think uh, that Diesel is unquestionably finished with Sid? Well, he's finished with Sid, but he hasn't heard the last of King Mabel. Nonetheless, WWF Champion Big Daddy Cole, the victor here live in your house. Yeah! And then the spotlight shines on Diesel. Who's in the spotlight? Who's in your house? The WWF! So long, everybody from ringside. Vince McMahon and Jerry the King Lawler. One last look at what we brought to you tonight in your house. See you at SummerSlam. You hear that at before SummerSlam, folks? That little at makes all the difference in the world. And by the way, those last three in your houses took place over the course of 30 seconds. Exactly. I timed it. A new record. Yay, Vince. You're fucking insane. Speaking of insane, let's do our awards and get out of here. The AEIOUs for quotes of the evening. The most amazing. All right, the Allied Powers, Lex Luger, and the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. Oh, my! The Rockets run clear here! Yes, love the WWF! Yeah, in your house! The most embarrassing. It's the first ever back-to-back winner. Once again, Big Daddy Cool with... In your house, Big Daddy Cool's in your face. You should just be so embarrassed to be the uh, babyface version of Diesel. The most insane, of course, goes to Psycho Sid. See the word destiny? No, it's the word extinction. That's what happens to you tonight, Big Daddy. For you are in my asylum, in your house. Because now you have to meet the master, the ruler of the world. The most outrageous... Savio! Hammering away. Breaks the hold. Savio with a chop. Savio! Firing up unquestionably here tonight in your house. Close line and down goes Mo. And as if there were any doubt, the most unbelievable quote of the evening. Nashville, Tennessee! Music City, USA! Home of the Randall Opry! A city where stars are born! A city where platinum and gold lines the hallowed halls of its famed recording studios like stars in the summer night sky! And it's a city of dreams! Dreams of superstardom that can raise the human spirit or ultimately crush a man's soul! Tonight, Double J. Jeff Jarrett returns, knocking on the door of superstardom here in Nashville, in your house! Once again, I almost died delivering that unique brand of World Wrestling Federation entertainment. Well, speaking of unique entertainment, that's going to do it for us here on Concrete Man in the Aqua Cave. If you're having a good time, please remember to subscribe to the Aqua Cave podcast feed. That way, you get notified whenever new content drops. Hey, random aside, folks. You think it would be cool if a podcast had a post credit scene? You ever think you'd hear something like that in your life? I don't know. Maybe I'll do that someday soon. Folks, thanks so much for coming along. I'm Johnny C, and a winner is you. All right, in your house, yeah, what a ride.
Oh my god, it's raining! Jerry the King Lawler, something's happening in my house! What is going on? Aqua fans! I've always wanted to broadcast from the Aqua Cave, but this is ridiculous! Ah, It's a storm of some sorts. Ah. Patterson, get God on the phone. It's raining and it doesn't it needs to stop. Aqua fans, this is what happens when you podcast on your lunch break. An assault of the seasons, if you will. The heavens have opened here in Nashville, Tennessee, in my house. <laughs> Which reminds me of, uh, uh, what's that movie, Adventures in Babysitting, where the guy's yelling at the girl that's in the phone booth, and he's like, get out of my house! <laughs> Folks, Brenda is in his house! What's gonna happen next? I don't know, but it looks like the rain might be subsiding. The real question is, will I leave in this recording? Or will I cut it out? I don't know. Maybe I'll put it at the end as some sort of stinger scene. It's a good thing this car is made of stiff concrete. Here on Concrete Man, it's protecting me from the elements. Ah, hope it stops raining. I need to get back to the house. Make sure Linda hasn't taken all my stuff. She's a bitch. I love her, though. Actually, when I get home, I hope she's in my house, which is what I call my bed, where I make my children. Stephanie, Shane, and to a lesser extent, Hornswaggle. That's right, I called him Hornswaggle. I don't know if I actually ever called him Hornswaggle when I was on television, but I like to imagine calling him Hornswaggle is what I would do.